Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 33 of Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt, and I am here with my friend Chris and our special guest, Rain. Y'all say hi. Welcome, hi. Rain. Hello. <laughs> Thank you guys for having uh, me. This is really yeah. exciting. Uh, we're so glad. We're so glad you're here. Rain is from yes, WWE What If. You can find her on Instagram and YouTube, and she'll tell you all about her social media at the end of the show. But we've got a long one today because this is the season premiere of Raw, which means absolutely nothing because there is no downtime between episodes, but you know, whatever. That's what they said. A lot of cool new stuff, but we'll get to that. But before we do, today is October 1st, 2019, and the WrestleLife heel himself, Chris Cumby, is going to tell you about this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. So this day in wrestling history, uh, 14 years ago today, which was, yeah, this this was a big deal here. 14 years ago today, TNA Impact debuts on Spike TV. Oh, I watched that episode live. Wow. That's a long <laughs> yeah, time 14 ago. years, right? So uh, apparently in some markets, it, uh, it <laughs> came on at 4 p.m. on Friday, <laughs> which was awesome. Uh, but, I don't remember uh, that at all. But the uh, it started it debuted with uh, the Dudley Boys. Yep. Uh, and the return of Kevin Nash. Wow. Yep. We had AJ Styles defeating Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And uh, Jeff Hardy and Rhino went to a no contest. So those were some of the cool cool spots for the uh, first uh, Spike TV debut of TNA Impact. So I remember. In the very first episode, this was when uh, the Dudley Boys wanted to trademark their name. And when they left ECW, Paul Heyman essentially gave it to them. But I guess because when they wrestled under the WWE flag, they didn't actually have their name trademarked. So uh, Vincent Mann owned the name. So for this one episode, they had a T-shirt that on the back of their shirt, it said trademark this with a big middle finger. It was, <laughs> it was so good. And yeah. I actually watched that live with Kyle and we popped so big when we saw that. It was it was absolutely Yeah, incredible. because they were known as Team 3D on yep. uh, at that time. So that's that's, Which is a good, that's a good stick for them. Yeah. So I, I, we got lots and lots and lots and lots to talk about on Raw. So we're going to pop right on into it. Um First of all, I want to say Skillet is one of my favorite bands of all time. And when I found out that they were going to be doing the new Raw theme, I marked out just a little bit. Um, Legendary is really good. It's a good song. It's not my favorite Skillet song. I'm not going to lie, but it's solid. Um, And they were actually in the Raw intro. I know. I was so excited. Now, before WWE Raw Reign, have you ever heard of Skillet? Actually, no. Oh, they're so good. But so, so last night when I saw them, I was like, "Oh, this is actually good." And I thought it was kind of cool that they they actually incorporated the actual band with you know the superstars yeah. in their uh, show open. Yeah, it made it look very different. And so basically, when the intro came up, the the then now forever that had different music. We had mm-hmm. pyro. We yes. had we had a brand brand new set. And we had Skillet, and it was it was great. The, the set was really interesting. Rain, what did you think of the set? So I like the set primarily because I think it's just like a smooth feel, and there's no break in between the graphics. Like uh-huh. when you actually like see it as a whole, it seems like so smooth to me. And um, the pyro man, I love that the pyro is back. 
Yeah, I was really, really. It brings excited. me back to like you know the good old days of you know someone comes in and here comes a pyro, just like this whole feeling of like this is wrestling. Let's go, <laughs> let's get this done. <laughs> yeah, really, it's great. Yeah. And Becky Lynch's was really cool with the smoke. Oh, I really enjoyed that. What do you think, Chris? Was, I loved it. Um, I love Skillet. They're my favorite band of all time. Uh, I, I said on on Twitter that there. Skillet has so many songs that could be like pay-per-view songs for, for WWE because there's so many of them. So like high octane kind of songs. Yep. So I loved it. I like the new set. It was really cool how it, um, the shape of it. And then it even kind like of, yeah, it even went down. If you saw like from the side, it went down yeah. that way too. So it was, it was really cool how they incorporated that with the graphics. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting, and, and I didn't really have any idea what to expect, and Rain actually sent me on Instagram uh, a picture of it leaked, so I was really excited to see it, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I've been enjoying Raw a lot these past couple months, but there hasn't been a single Monday where I'm like, oh, I just can't wait to watch wrestling tonight, I'm so, so excited, and I really had that feeling yesterday. And the show, it kind of delivered. There were some really good things at a really weird ending, which I know everyone wants to hear our opinion oh, on. But we will God. get there. We'll get there. We <laughs> promise. Hey, hey, no spoilers, Chris. we got to keep these people tuned in for 45 more minutes, baby. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's uh, – now what I'm going to do first, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to let Rain be the tiebreaker. I already know what Chris's opinion is of this, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you guys what happened. And I'm going to let Chris talk first because uh, I have a feeling that we're going to have a little rant going on. Mm. So the, the the show opened with Ray Mysterio and Jerry Lawler in all of his wisdom. By the way, we have new commentators, Vic Joseph, Jerry Lawler, and Dio Madden. Uh, who weren't bad. I liked them. I, I, I liked them. Yeah, I mean, Vic is great. And I didn't really know what to expect of Dio Madden. I haven't listened to him at all mm-hmm. because he's been on 205 Live for like three weeks. And, uh, you know, I expected Jerry Lawler to do well, and he did pre- pretty well. Um, had some little idiosyncrasies that bothered me, but, well, you know, it's, it's the king. We'll get over it, right? So one thing that bothered me is when Ray came out, he said, I guess we're opening this show with a universal title match, which he obviously wasn't fed that through his, uh, through his earpiece. Right. Because Ray Mysterio came out in regular clothes. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, this, this is, no, this is definitely not happening, Jerry Lawler. You are, you're mistaken. So he came out. He started, he didn't really say much, but he started to talk supposedly about the Universal title match, and then he immediately got interrupted by Brock Lesnar. Well, before you get into that, can we talk about how awesome his jacket was? It was, it was jacket? great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes! It had that, uh, whenever he and um, Eddie fought in WCW, and he had that like purple outfit on. Yep. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, love me some Rey Mysterio. WCW Rey Mysterio as well. Good Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, so he came out and uh, he started to talk. Lesnar and Heyman interrupted. Heyman grabs the mic out of Mysterio's hands. And as he started to talk, Mysterio grabbed the mic out of Heyman's hands, which apparently incensed Brock Lesnar, who absolutely destroyed Rey Mysterio. And I don't mean, oh, he beat him up. He put him in the corner. He F5'd him and kicked him a couple times. No, he absolutely massacred the guy. Then he goes outside and stares at Rey Mysterio's son, who's in the front row. And I'm like, okay, well, this is just another thing that they're doing with Dominic, kind of like they did with Samoa Joe. So he's staring at Dominic, and he turns around to walk away as Dominic sits down. Because when Brock Lesnar stares you in the face, and you are not a fighter, you, you sit, sit down. down yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah, absolutely. 
So Brock Lesnar turns around, but then turns back around and grabs Dominic by his head and destroys him. Mm-hmm. He smashes his back into the ring post. He does some ridiculous suplexes, throws them all over the ring. Rey Mysterio does, you know, he's he's dead, basically. So basically he's like grabbing Lesnar's foot, trying to hold him away from Dominic. Uh, and, and Lesnar just destroys both of them. I mean, absolutely massacres them. Rey Mysterio is apologizing over and over to his son. Uh, and yeah, they take him to the hospital, and it was crazy. Chris. Let's go ahead and get that ran out, baby. Tell me what you thought of this of this segment. I hated every <laughs> second of that idiot coming out. Oh my god! For, well, I loved Rey Mysterio. Okay, I love Rey Mysterio. He's awesome. He deserves respect. He comes out. He's he's you know I, I he's saying that he's doing it for his son. That he's his motivation. It was really touching. And as a father, I enjoyed it. And then that human piece of garbage came out and just does what he does. And you know what he does? He ruins everything. <laughs> and, and, and you and Kyle were just eating it up. Like the little marks that you are just, Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so awesome. That was garbage. That was crap. Okay. He, he cannot wrestle. That's the moves he did. That's all he does over and over and over again. He's no good. And, 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 you know, you complain about there not being enough wrestling on the show. Well, we wasted about 25 minutes of no wrestling to watch him throw people around that and being a bully. Okay. Let's be a star WWE by letting our bully beat up on someone who is not even like half his height. And then his child, his child is ridiculous. I hated it. Brock Lesnar should be in prison because he's a piece of trash. <laughs> I, I tried not to laugh. I'm sorry. I should have muted my microphone. Um, Rand, I'm going to let you do the tiebreaker. So I'm going to give my thoughts real quick because they're the exact opposite of Chris's. And let me tell you why. So Brock Lesnar comes out and Brock Lesnar is a freaking superstar. Okay. Brock Lesnar is someone that makes people watch the WWE. And, and there's not really any arguing that people that aren't fans of wrestling if they see Brock Lesnar on TV, they might go, oh, that's that's the former UFC champion. He's multiple-time WWE champion. So the reason I loved it is because it was so different. It was Brock Lesnar coming in and beating up Rey Mysterio, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. You know, it's going to be disappointing because he's going to be injured later, and that's why Seth Rollins will beat him. But no, he destroyed Rey Mysterio's son, and we've that was an absolute moment that we'll probably remember for a long time, especially if Dominic ever becomes a wrestler like he's planning to. So yeah, it was a little bit of a waste of time, but the show's three hours long. I, I really liked it, man. I thought it was really cool. Brock Lesnar just looked like something special and I'm actually legitimately more excited for the main event this Friday because of this segment. Now rain, Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, first of all, No matter what you say, Chris and I will forever be your new best friends. Okay. So, unbiased, tell us what you thought of this segment with Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and Brock Lesnar. See, I actually thought it was really good. Although, I have to agree that Brock Lesnar, I mean, all he does is just, like, come in and does the F5 and suplex. And in terms of wrestling abilities... I wouldn't really want to see Brock. Like I would go see somebody else because I don't really see a lot of 
you know, wrestling ability from Brock Lesnar. However, thank you, Ray. If you talk thank about you. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the however. I know. In terms of fine. the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, I thought they really did a good job by opening with that. Um, but I do have a lot of issues in terms of building up building up Dominic's uh, Dominic's character. Yeah. Number one, they had a name font for him that said his name, obviously Dominic. Rey Mysterio has a tattoo of his son's name, and it's spelled D O M I N I K. And WWE's graphic yesterday said d-o-m-i-n-i-c-k now i don't know if i'm no it didn't it did it did (laughs) and i that wasn't the only graphic problem (laughs) (laughs) so i looked it up online because i swear i was like i knew ray mysterio had a tattoo of his son's name blah 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 so i looked it up online and you can look it up you can find ray's tattoo and it's spelled out as d-o-m-i-n-i-k so now you all know how to spell dominic's name it's with a k that would be <laughs> okay education to wrestle life radio that's perfect and I loved that's it. not nearly as bad as a few weeks ago when Kyrie sane came out and they put eo shirai's twitter account oh under my god that's 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 oh Matt, that's a whole new level. That's a whole that's new a, level. That, that was not good. That was not good. And so then anyway, Jerry the King Lawler kept saying, "Oh my God, he's a teenager." I'm like, he's 22 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Like, that's awesome. Come on. That's awesome. But like Ray, Ray kept saying, you know, that he's apologizing. That it's his fault. I mean. Yeah, I mean, they played it. I get, I get it though. It's, it's not his fault. Yeah, it's but, not his fault. You know, I, I do understand if you were a father and and feeling that the need to the need to protect your child and the guilt of when something happens mm-hmm. to them. I feel like it's your responsibility. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. I really do. Yeah, because he wants to be able to stand up for his son against a bully piece of crap like Brock Lesnar. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I, did. I have a big problem with something else. Can I say this? Okay, real go ahead. No, go ahead. not one superstar came out to help them. Not <laughs> Seth Rollins, man. Not what the heck? one. Yeah, it Come was awful. on. Yeah, yeah. Kyle even sent a message to us uh, in our group chat. We have a group yeah. chat when we're watching wrestling, and he's like, "I guess Seth Rollins is the biggest face in the company now for totally ignoring, you know, his his." The guy he's supposed to wrestle, and then you know the guy that he hates and just beat twice is just going to let him watch watch him beat him down. Made no sense. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it was, it was pretty terrible. I mean, it was pretty terrible. Fit Finley came out and he got beat up. <laughs> now, if Finley had his like his Irish scepter and his tights, he might be able to to, to you know stand up to Brock Lesnar. That's right. In the suit, he just couldn't Where's Hornswoggle when horse... you need him? Hornswoggle, yes. <laughs> he's on his book tour. That's what. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So the big rumor that, that this, that the, for the reason that this happened, is because WWE is trying to bring in Cain Velasquez, which I don't watch a lot of UFC, but I did watch that fight back what nine years ago now, where Cain Velasquez absolutely destroyed Brock Lesnar, and they want to build a, a big money fight, and that would bring in some eyeballs, man. Yeah. So I, I can I kind of get it, but they haven't even signed the guy yet. So yeah, because in know. real fighting, Lesnar loses there too. Yeah. Well, he's like he was like five and. Three or something. He's it was it, okay. It was he was okay. Whatever. But he sucks. Right, so 
<laughs> so let's let's move on and let's get to the first match of the night, which to me was really disappointing yeah. because I was really looking forward to this match, and that's Sasha Banks mm-hmm. and Alexa Bliss. So they come out, they've got their new pyro, really cool entrances. Becky Lynch comes out, and her pyro is essentially like smoke that's flowing all around her and like from from behind her head. Really, really I interesting. It was too looking. loud too. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was really loud. Well, yeah, yeah it's shooting out steam. That's what it's doing. Yeah. yeah, but but it was it was cool. And then so Becky's sitting there, you know, on commentary, and Sasha Banks is taunting her in the ring. So Becky gets up on the table <laughs> yeah. and holds up her title, and they're arguing. And the whole time, and I think you're the one that pointed this out, Chris. Yes. The whole time, Jerry Lawler's like, Becky, you promised me that you wouldn't do this. You promised me that you wouldn't interfere in the match. And I'm, I'm thinking, what, what, why would she have to promise that to you? Right. When are you like her keeper? What Are you like you know, the owner now? Are you the new Vince McMahon? Give me a freaking break. It was, it was so dumb. It was, it was dumb. so dumb. The match was super short. It had an awful ending. Basically, Alexa Bliss got uh, got one over on Sasha, and Sasha goes, oh, there's Bailey, because Bailey and Nikki Cross were banned from ringside. And she's like, Bailey, help me. Alexa turns around. Sasha kicks her in her bad leg and pins her for the one, two, three. So stupid. Absolutely hated this. Rain, I'll let you start us off. I've already given my part. What, would you, what did you think of this? Yeah, I expected a lot more from this match, since it's Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks, and I feel like... There was a lot of buildup between, you know, Nikki Cross and Alexa versus um, Sasha and Bailey. Because was it last week when it was Nikki versus Bailey? Uh, right? I think it was, it was Nikki last versus week, Sasha right? last week. Sometime, yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was really. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Nikki and Sasha, and then so for for um, between Alexa and Sasha, I was really expecting more. You know, I, right. I really thought it would be like a longer match too. And the way it ended, really, I don't know. I mean, I think it, they were trying to sell more of Becky and Sasha, which obviously, yeah. you know, the which whole trash sense. talk in the end. Yeah, it makes sense because Hell in a Cell is coming up this weekend. But the whole trash talk between the two of them, I think that was more of like a setup just, you know, just to get Becky in the ring pretty much. As soon as, you know, when is the soonest that we can get Becky Lynch in the ring? Uh, let's see. Exactly. Oh, maybe in the next five seconds. Yep, let's do this. <laughs> yep, yep. So basically the match ended with that terrible ending and then Becky came into the ring and like they fought for, I don't know, a few seconds and then Sasha ran into the crowd. Becky cut a pretty good promo and basically Sasha was scared of her and yeah. What do you think, Chris? Well, it was it, it made such an impact on me that I forgot that the match even you happened. You did! I forgot yeah. about that, yeah. I was like, I was like, Whenever the tag team match started, I said, are we just now having a first match? He goes, did you not remember the first match? <laughs> I, I guess not. It was, uh, I, I remember the promo, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's all it was because, I mean, the, the camera, everything was totally distracted uh, with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks arguing the whole time yeah. that, that we didn't even see the match. Like, Whatever match happened, only the people there saw it. Yep. Um, well, <laughs> I was like, it was kind of awkward that Becky Lynch just stayed on the table the whole time. The whole time. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of cool that she carries tape around and just started taping up her <laughs> wrists. Like, that was kind of cool. Like, you never know when you're going to get into a fight. Yeah. And then uh, and then she bust out whenever she uh, she said, 
you made this personal. Now I'm going to finish it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so she, you know, she made some comments personal, but then I'm like, I wonder if this has anything to do with the Twitter thing. I don't, with, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know with, with Seth Rollins and everything. So maybe, I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe she was hinting at that, yeah. but they go back a long way and I can't imagine that they don't like each other, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Oh no, no. I, I'm, I'm sure that the, I'm sure this is all work Yeah, and they're, they're totally playing us. Um, but I'm just wondering if that was, you know, about the whole making it personal thing. Yeah. Speaking of getting worked, we've been watching wrestling long enough. We don't get worked very long. We don't get worked very often. But who, boy, wait, do we talk about Ric Flair later? Because we got oh. worked. Like, oh. <laughs> I got worked. I, sure I got worked. Did. I sure did. <laughs> so then we go to an announcement. And what had to happen is happening. And The Rock is going to be on his show this Friday. And I, I, you know, he had to, right? Like it's his yeah. show. It was named after his tagline. It, it, right. it had, he had to be on the show and I'm very glad that he's able to make it. So, um, we go back to a Seth Rollins promo and rain. You might know this. You might not, but Seth Rollins is, is my Brock Lesnar and I'm not a, I'm not a fan. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, listen to so, you talk about Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. So, Here's why I don't like Seth Rollins, and I'm going to give you an example in this promo. So, oh God, he got a promo, and he's like, "He's taking oh. wrestle." He's like, "I'm I'm so <laughs> mad at Brock Lesnar for wrestling my for beating up my opponent tonight." And I'm like, well, "Why didn't you help him? You're a face. You're the biggest face in the company." But you know, we'll move on. We'll move on from that. And then he's like, "But I'm still going to defend my title tonight." And then I'm going to wrestle the fiend at hell in a cell. And the dude's a walking T-shirt because he says. I'm going to survive and prevail, which they have to be printing t-shirts right now, and I'm going to burn it down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can you please be on SmackDown on Friday so The Rock can show you how to cut a promo? <laughs> there you go. I got it out. I got it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, I did it. Are, are you done yelling for the night? Because good Lord, dude. Man, look at look at, look at at all that uh, that that Max on the uh, the podcast thing there. It's, it's rather loud. I might have to... Yes. Lower that volume some. I, I apologize, listeners, if you had headphones especially. We're gonna move we're gonna move right on. Chris, you go ahead and tell me what you think, and we'll let Rain be our tiebreaker again. Assuming <laughs> you liked it. I don't know. You know, it, I I also was thinking to myself, you know, you could have went out and helped Ray. I mean, he's watching his 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 own son being beaten up, and you're just like, Yeah, I'm really mad at him. Yes. Are you? Good. Are you mad? Are you mad, Seth? <laughs> but uh, I I am not as angry at Seth Rollins as you are. I, I like Seth Rollins as a performer. Um, I do know that he is given a script, and so that's why he says those things over and over again. I know you think that he comes up with it on the fly, but uh, that's but not you know, true. But he uh, but he has said oh, okay. So I think over this one episode of Raw. He said, "Burn it down about eighteen times." Just eighteen? <laughs> That's like sixteen too many. <laughs> and so, and so, I looked to my wife, um, and I don't remember which segment it was, and I said, "I think he burned down Cheryl Sheehan." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cheryl lost her she shed, and I think it's because he burned it down. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I love that commercial. Oh. Oh, so it's Seth Rollins. It oh was Seth God. the whole yeah. time. 
Set the oh whole set. Oh my gosh. All right, Rain, please just please help us here. What did, what did you think? What did you think? You know, I just found it weird that he promises Ray another title shot when you know Ray is able to compete again. Because to me, it's right. like, so you're telling me you're going to win later on, you know, tonight or last night on Raw, and yeah. then you're going to win at Hell in the Cell because you're promising something to someone. That's yep. good. That's good. So I just, I just found it weird that he's like making all these promises and, but he, you know, we're not sure he's going to win at Hell in a Cell yet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, <laughs> I could say something really mean, but I'm not going to do that because this is a family show. We moved on to the, we're going to move on wow. to the Raw Tag Team Championship match. And I'm the heel. I just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, right. I, I, that, that's, I can say mean things. I just don't act on them, you see. So that's, oh. that's fun. Uh, So the Rock Tag Team Championship match, which was a whole lot of fun. I really like this. I'd like to see what you guys think. Uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defeated Heavy Machinery. The ending was really, really cool. So Heavy Machinery is going for the, the compactor and uh, on Robert Roode. And then as Tucker was bouncing off the ropes, he gets super kicked in the face by Dolph Ziggler, who turns around and super kicks Otis in the face, who drops Robert Roode. And then uh, Robert Roode picks up Tucker, does the glorious DDT, and still your Raw Tag Team Champions are Bobbert Roode and God. Dolph Ziggler. Rain, what did you think of this match? I actually liked it that Dolph and Robert Roode um, ended up winning and retaining their titles just because I think they work so well together. Um, I do like heavy machine machinery as well, but to me, you know, I think, uh, Dolph and, and, um, God, I almost said Bobby Robert, <laughs> <laughs> Robert should have the, the raw tag team title titles for, you know, maybe a couple more months. Because I yeah. think, you know, the, the two of them, they're, they're such great heels that I think they should kind of be, you know, the, the mean tag team for a long time. But I do love yeah. Otis, man. This guy, he's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, my I always wait for the Caterpillar. <laughs> Who doesn't love the Caterpillar? We all That's love the true. Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Chris, what would you think? I, I, I enjoyed watching him uh, jiggle that belly like a bowl full of jelly. That's what I enjoyed. <laughs> Um, it, it was, uh, you know, I thought it was a, a really good match. I, I was, um, I was very surprised that they allowed them time, uh, to actually have a decent match. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how the commentators were explaining to Jerry Lawler who Otis was <laughs> and what exactly he was doing. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, and then whenever Tucker went up to the top rope, I don't know who said it. But one of them was like, is this 305 Live? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. You're, that was such a good line. The problem is, though, you're incorrect because it wasn't uh, Tucker that did it. That was later with the Viking Raiders. It was uh, the big one. I don't remember. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I got that wrong. Right. I got that wrong. That's okay. But, you know, but they were doing that. And then um, whenever uh, Ziggler hit the zigzag on Tucker mm-hmm. – um, out of nowhere, really. Yeah. I mean, that was like not super kick. Really. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I mean, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to pull this off because just how big 
heavy machinery is, but they did it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I agree with rain. I thought it, I thought it was awesome. And I think that they should hang on to the, the, the titles for a while. Yeah. I was really against it at first because I don't like the whole two single superstars can beat all the tag teams, but I don't know. I really like these guys and I want them to be on TV. So if that's what we need to do to get them on TV, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, but these guys are both, they've both been in tag teams that are very successful tag teams. That's true. And, and they, and they're not doing what you hate. They're not, they're not mixing their music together. Yes. Thank God. Ooh, yeah, that is oh, true. My. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Okay. So we had what I believe was billed as the most must see Miz TV segment of all time. If I, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So here's what we got here. We've got, According to his graphic, 17-time World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion Ric Flair. And I'm so glad. So Rain posted this on our Instagram, and it's so great because last night when we were watching it, Chris sends me a message. He's like, it's 16, though. Miz just said that. And I said, I know. And I, uh, it's just so confusing. I don't, I don't understand, but whatever. I mean, obviously, they can't get their graphics right tonight, and that's fine. It's not like they're, you know, a, a billion-dollar company. You know, they're obviously a small independent promotion, <laughs> and they're struggling. So we need to give them a little bit of a break. Well, no issues. Well, the graphics guy was having drinks with Rick with Rick Flair beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're that talking about our truth, because I think he's like a seventeen-time twenty-four-seven champion. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that'd be so great. That's good. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, and it didn't say world heavyweight champion either. It just said like seventeen time champion. But he's definitely won other titles, you know, even in just the WWE. So I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But Ric Flair comes out, huge pop, lots of woos, and then Hulk Hogan comes out with Jimmy Hart. And I was kind of afraid he was going to get booed out of the building because he's been getting some pretty negative reactions. Yeah. But man, people ate it up but his entrance was so cool the red and yellow over the brand new set was absolutely incredible the mouth of the south was with him it was good so the Miz is out there and Flair and Hogan are talking and Flair just like I don't understand and first of all I want to say I absolutely love Ric Flair so this isn't a dig at Ric Flair but Chris and Kyle and I were messaging each other and we're like what is happening like I thought Ric Flair was was going into business for himself he like he would just randomly, you know, cut Miz off and yell at Hogan about how he would never be second fiddle to him. He wants to check as big as Hogan's, and it was just so awkward. But we got worked because at Crown Jewel we're gonna have a five on five elimination match. And first of all, they teased that Hogan and Flair were gonna wrestle each other, and thank God that's not happening because as fun as that would be, I'm not sure they'd be able to survive a single bump because these guys <laughs> are old. So they're going to have Team Flair versus Team Hogan in a 5v5 elimination match. Now, but but before we talk any more about this, isn't there, you know, I just, I must be forgetting, but isn't there like a big pay-per-view or something where that's like, that's the namesake of the pay-per-view? That that can't be it, right? It's definitely not coming up anytime soon. No, I, I don't think they do those anymore. No, you know, I just, it's like that pay-per-view doesn't exist it is, there's no names, you know. Just forget it. I must be misremembering, and I apologize. Are you talking about fast lane? Is that what you're talking that must about? Be what it, must be what it is. Is that you what must, it is? Yeah, fast lane. Right. Yeah, that yeah, that has to be it. Obviously, yes. obviously. So the head of Team Hogan comes out, and let me tell you, boys, he's gonna burn it down <laughs> because he said it again. He gets into the ring. It's Seth Rollins. Yay! Fine. Whatever. It's Randy not Orton just it's Seth freaking Rollins, my friend. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. 
And Randy Orton comes out as Ric Flair. It's funny because Hulk Hogan had this whole intro for Seth Rollins. And Ric Flair's like, let me tell you a little bit about my my team captain. And then he, as he starts to talk, I Randy hear voices in my head. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I am not sure if maybe, you know, they didn't want Flair to talk anymore. Probably. I don't know. Maybe they're short in time. Maybe. I don't know. It could be that. I don't have any idea. So Orton comes out and they said, why don't we have a captain's match? And I thought, okay, cool. Since, you know, we didn't get Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio, which is a dream match for a lot of people, we'll have Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, 13-time champion. This is a really big deal and a really solid match. Well, we didn't get it because right when they started fighting, Corbin came out, attacked Seth Rollins. He's on Team Flair. Rusev comes out for the save. He's on Team Hogan. I guess because he's now a U.S. citizen and they wanted to push that. I don't know. It seemed kind of heelish when he was beating the crap out of Mike Kanellis and pretending that you know he impregnated his wife. That doesn't seem like something a nice person would do. But maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe in the world of wrestling, only the, the most noble of characters would do something like that. Um, I, I, I'll give my thoughts in a second. I've rambled on too long. Rain, tell me what you thought of this. You know, this whole segment, I mean, as much as I loved, you know, seeing Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and, you know, obviously it's Miz TV. I always like seeing Miz TV. Um, I thought it was Awkward City. The whole, just because like the whole, let's start off with obviously the, the graphic and then with Flair and Hogan talking or you know, trash talking to each other at first. And I was like, oh, where is this going? Mm-hmm. And then when uh, Seth and Randy challenge yeah it was randy who challenged uh seth for a captain's match you know the whole people were trying to like leave the ring and you know there was a car you know the carpet was there yeah. <laughs> i was like are we supposed to go to break and then they're gonna clean up the set what's going on here yeah that would have been a good idea yeah because it seemed uh, like it seemed like it was long too the segment was long too um yeah, that's why way too yeah long. that's why i figured okay you know, maybe they'll go to break and then they'll clean up the set. Nope. You know, they just did everything right there. And I thought it was just kind of awkward. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair thing to say. What do you think, Chris? It was very awkward. It was like whenever uh, Ric Flair came out and then he was, you know, Hogan came out, he kind of looked at him and then started talking. I was like, is he is he going off script here? And I was, was so like, weird. I was like, why? I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> And then, like, I, I'm texting, I'm sending me- uh, messages to Matt. I'm like, "What's what the heck's happening?" And then, <laughs> and then they look like they're about to start fighting. And then they, then they're like, "Oh, we're just kidding." They shake hands. I'm like, "Oh, we just totally got taken." Oh, yeah. the two greatest of all time just got us. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I'm not surprised that they're they're pulling out all the stops for another one of these blood diamond shows. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I I hate every single one of these. Let's go over and get billions of dollars from you know a murdering country. But you know they're gonna do that. And uh, anyway, um, it, it was really weird uh, with the whole carpet thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it would have been okay if we actually had a match, right? right. Like it would have been like, okay, that's cool. They're cleaning up. We're gonna have a cool match between two very good wrestlers. But instead, it was just awkward and clunky and yeah i mean i I liked rusev coming out but 
one of the things I have a weird, it's just kind of awkward for me is how is the modern day iron Sheik on team Hogan? Yep. Like super weird. Like he was iron Sheik for like this whole time. Right. Like that was the whole Russia hates America. And, and now he's on the real American heroes team. Yep. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, he's a U.S. citizen now. He just became a U.S. citizen like a week ago. He's just a so mole. Obviously. He's just a mole for the Russian government. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. A <laughs> government. Oh man. Oh man. yeah. I, I. I. You guys have pretty much covered everything. I'll just say really quickly. It was absolutely weird. I wanted to love this so much. Mrs. Great. Obviously, Flair and Hogan are great. I just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of excited about the five on five match, so you know we'll see. I love elimination matches, so we'll we'll see where it goes. But they said it was a tag team. They didn't say elimination. Did they not? Oh, but I mean, was yes, it totally. a tag team? Oh, okay. But they may change it. You never know, man. You know. Yeah. We'll see. Even if they said elimination, they could backtrack because they do that stuff all the time. No, no they never do that. Never go off script. <laughs> uh, Charlie Caruso's in the back, and she's like, "Hey, Rusev, let's chat for a second. Where's Lana?" That's not what she said, but that's basically, that was the gist of it. And Rusev, like, I don't really know how to describe his, his facial expression. <laughs> it looked, it was kind of like, like a giant, angry, sad puppy, but not a puppy, like a freaking Doberman. Like he's really he's sad. Distracted but he's by the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It was weird. And then Charlie was like, that's cool. We'll change the subject. And then, so Rusev says, I'm going to challenge Seth Rollins tonight for the Universal Championship. And let me say, I like Rusev, okay? And and it's nothing against Rusev, but if I paid to see Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio, and then I got teased Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, and then I was promised Seth Rollins versus Rusev for the main event, I would have been a little disappointed. And it's not that I don't like Rusev or don't think that he's a great worker, but when you just look at these guys on the card, Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest of all time, and Rusev, who just came back and pretended to be, you know, a baby daddy, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would have been disappointed if I would have been there live. Is it just me? I'd be disappointed that I never got any of those matches. Like, like, yeah. Like, we'll talk about it later, but good God. Like, we didn't yeah. get any clean match out of Rollins yeah. tonight. It, poor Seth Rollins. I mean, he's just, yeah. He, oh. Okay, or actually poor Rusev, but we'll get on to that in a second. The Viking Raiders defeated the OC, and here's my problem with this. They just beat them last week. I love the OC. Why in the world did they have to lose two weeks in a row? I have absolutely no idea, but the Viking Raiders look strong. This is where Ivar did the 305 Live. It was a giant splash from a giant man off the top. Yes. Pinned Luke Gallows. Matches match pretty solid, right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, with the, the size of guys we got here, you got some massive yeah. behemoths, which... We all know Vince loves, um, and and we've we've been talking about this for months and months and months about the Viking Raiders fighting jobbers and how annoying it is. Okay, well now they're fighting the OC, so this can't be annoying too, Matt. Like we have to, well, yeah, like, you gotta I, take I'm, you gotta take no, this, no, no, you gotta no. take the good with the bad, right? Yeah, this is way better. Don't get me wrong. I just I like the OC and and seeing them lose. It's it's like, and I think I mentioned this to you in the chat. They sign new contracts and immediately get jobbed out. Right. And it's just it's a it's just a little bit of a bummer, is all I'm saying, because I would like them to, you know, when they first formed this this uh, uh threesome with AJ Styles, we really thought it was gonna be something special. And AJ's been on quite the run, 
but they just haven't done anything. And it's basically AJ and these two jokers. And that's not really what I wanted from this. So again, this is way better. I'm not complaining that the Viking Raiders are actually wrestling real wrestlers. I just, I want more for the OC. Does that, do that make sense? Do you think it would help though, if uh, AJ Styles would actually go out to the ring whenever Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson would have a match? That, Yes, and he did that last week, and then he this got kicked he out of the it. match, and then Cedric Alexander beat him up. Yeah, and they didn't really mention it. I wish they would have said something like, oh, AJ's focusing on his match with Cedric later or something. I don't know. Yeah, and AJ came out with blue lights instead of red lights, and he's been coming out with red lights even when he comes out alone. So I don't know. It was a little little disappointing. Mm-hmm. You want? Do you want to expand on anything, Rain? Well, to me, I just kind of knew that the Viking Raiders would win. So it was right. just, to me, it was just like a matter of time. Okay, when are they going to pin, you know, the OC? Because um, they're always dominant. Uh, they, they always dominate the match anyway. So to me, it was more of like, okay, you know, this is a good match between these two tag teams, but I can kind of see who's going to win this. To yeah. me, though, I think this match should have happened earlier and um, the Raw tag team match should have been um, around this time. They should have swapped these two. I think just because the uh, tag team match, I don't know, it kind of set like a bar for the show. Because I remember watching the Viking Raiders versus the OC, and I was like, "Uh, I feel like I kind of got my, you know, tag team, you know, fix already, you know, by watching Heavy Machinery versus Dolph and um, Robert Roode. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can totally get that. The yeah, yeah, having the better match on afterwards. I'm, I'm a real big proponent of starting out with the least important match on a card and then moving on until the actual main event, which never, ever happens anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the first match on the card is usually the second or third biggest match. So, yeah, I, I can I can totally get behind that. I really can. I, to- I totally agree with that statement. Because, yeah. I, 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 Rain, I felt the same way. Like during that match, I was sitting there going, is this over yet? Yeah. Like- <laughs> And I love all four of these guys. Yeah, right. And I like, don't want to feel that way with, with these guys because I think they're good. Mm-hmm. And the match was fine, but the other match was just quite a bit better. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. We have Cesaro backstage. Push Cesaro, please. And he, <laughs> first of all, if anyone else said this, I'd probably be complaining about it, but I freaking love Cesaro. So I'm about to tell you how much I loved it. But Cesaro was like... I guess I should preface this. Earlier on in one of the matches, they're like, oh, Brock Lesnar's being questioned by the police, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because wrestling <laughs> kidnapped people, pretended to murder, crucify people, nothing. But you beat up someone who's 22, by the way, as Rain pointed out. And uh, yeah, you get questioned by the police. But what we're going to say is Cesaro said. Wait, 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 wait. While you were saying that, the first thing I thought of was, could you imagine if JR was calling this with Brock Lesnar oh doing that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It would have been so good. By God, he's got kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. he is a kid. Yeah, yeah I, I totally, totally get it. But yeah, so Cesaro's backstage, and he said the only thing that he said the only real crime that happened tonight is I didn't get to Ray and his son first. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I love Cesaro. And if anyone would have said this, I would have been on this very podcast saying, I hated this. This was terrible. I'm never watching wrestling again. But it was Cesaro. So it's all good. All good. So you're saying you're you're a hypocrite. I am a Cesaro mark is what I'm telling (laughs) you. 
So Cesaro's doing his, his interview and Ricochet comes up and he's like, hey man, why don't we settle this in the ring? I'll wrestle for Mysterio's honor. And so he goes to the ring and Cesaro, like, I don't know if the guy was supposedly not prepared, but he basically wrestled in capris and I do not get it. Dude. I, I don't understand. It's like he forgot his tights or something. He looked like he was about to get on an airplane. What was up with the man capris? I have no idea. It, it was it was really weird, but the it's match like, was really really short, but really really good. So, but yeah, the Mancapris, the or the Mapris is what I will now call them. I should be in marketing. Uh, yeah, they were they were super weird. Chris, tell me tell me what you thought of this match, especially the the cool finish. You know, I liked the match. That that's the thing is, and I really wish that they would have let this go longer. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Because I mean, these two guys are two of the best technicians that the WWE has right now. I was just so distracted by his pants. Like, oh my god, like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rain. We're very professional, <laughs> and I was, I was, I was very impressed with uh, Ricochet when he when he pulled the West Coast Pop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just looked at my wife and I was like, "Holy crap! Did you see that?" Uh, it just it takes a lot of talent for both performers at that moment. Right. Because Cesaro has to catch him, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. then they have to flip at the same time. And it was just, it was perfect. And yeah. these, I wish these two guys could wrestle every week. I'd be okay. Yeah. Give them 20 minutes at least, guys. Come on. What do you think, Rain? I'm glad uh, you mentioned about what Cesaro was wearing because I actually have that in my notes. <laughs> what was Cesaro wearing? Question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember him walking down. I was like, so he's going to wear this, and then he, uh, yeah. No, I do. I, I I really loved how this match ended with the West Coast pop because I so, think it was a good payoff with you know uh, Ricochet trying to defend Rey Mysterio backstage during their interview, and you know obviously with him beating Cesaro with the West Coast pop, it was it was a good setup. It was, I love it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. And that is the Swiss Superman, Cesaro, versus everyone's favorite Irish wrestler, Mr. Rick O'Shea. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Bang! So, <laughs> Bray, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse comes up. Yes. And it's just always good. Like I said like a week or two ago, like this has been going on for like four or five months now, and I'm just not tired of it. Like it's just so good, and I just enjoy it so much. So it started out with Abby the Witch, and basically she was talking about how uh, she's really scared for you know what will happen to Seth Rollins, and then Huskus and Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy all got into it, and they're all really afraid of what's going to happen to their favorite wrestler, Seth Rollins. And I don't know why Seth Rollins is their favorite wrestler, maybe because they are <laughs> all children, whatever, we're going to move on right from that there. And Ramblin' Rabbit, who I guess is the, the Kenny... He's the Kenny. Yeah. And died again. And he literally died from fear. He died because he was so scared. That was kind of weird. But you know what? On this show, weird things work. And uh, yeah, the the whole segment was cool. I liked it. I mean, what else am I going to say, right? Oh, the segment wasn't good. Yeah, right. It's the Firefly Funhouse. Come on. What did you think, Rain? You know, I the rabbit dying, I thought it was a simple symbolism of what's going to happen to Seth this Sunday at okay. Hell in a Cell? Okay. I don't know. Maybe That's deep. That's deep. 
It was deep. <laughs> we have a lady on the show, but Chris and I would never think of that. We're just like, oh, it's always dead. <laughs> but, the puppet uh, died. <laughs> oh, man. No, because the rabbit likes Seth Rollins, and then it's the rabbit that died. So maybe that's, yeah, okay. you know, a sign of, you know, Seth Rollins, you know, his championship reign. Ooh, see what I did there? Reign. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> his championship reign just dying and ending at Hell in yeah. a Cell. Okay. I dig it. And then, I dig it. And then the fiend's reaction. <laughs> and then the fiend's reaction to the dead rabbit. He's like, oh, he, he died. Oh, well. <laughs> like, I was it like, was so good. Oh my god! And then he was like, "Let me go ask. I'm gonna go ask the fiend to be nice to him." And he oh, comes back. Right. He comes back. Ah, that would never happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, so good. And then he's like, it's me, "Oh yeah, it's it's." And that it, what's what's even it, this is gonna sound kind of weird, but the oh, thing god. the thing that makes it even be- shut up, Matt. So the thing that makes <laughs> it even better is that like the music coming in and going out is so professional. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is when my daughter was little, she used to listen to this, uh, this, this woman singer and she had these like little fun songs and they were cute for little kids. And I was like, she sounds just like that lady from that. And and it was, it just made me think of my daughter as a kid. It was, but it, oh. it the, the, the fact that they're using that in this just made it like, it makes it even that more creepy to me. I don't know. I think it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we all love it. We're not going to argue. Um, speaking of something we love, here's the match of the night for me. And this match was so good. We have Cedric Alexander taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles. And there were so many high spots in this match. I'm like, is this uh, this AEW? Is this NXT? Because this isn't a Raw match. And Cedric Alexander got in a lot of offense. They've really been kind of burying in the last couple weeks. The finish was great. Cedric Alexander was going for a lumbar check, and AJ was like, nope, and reversed it into a Styles Clash. Mm -hmm. And I was very happy. AJ retained. He still looked strong. Cedric Alexander got a lot of offense in and didn't look like a dork this time. Very happy with the way this match and the results of this match. Everything was terrific. What do you think, Rain? You know, um, I want to just make a comment about AJ Styles' uh, ring entrance. I okay. actually was expecting some pyro. Yeah, I was too. I don't too. know why, but I, I yeah. just thought like, they would have some pyro for, for him. Um, but the whole match, man, it made me feel like I was at a local underground professional wrestling event. Uh-huh. Like, everything was so good i mean these two guys they're so talented part of me wanted cedric alexander to win but part of me too was like nah there's no way aj styles is gonna win this somehow some way but i mean just just being able to see these two guys wrestle each other it's such a good show absolutely i mean they're they're both incredible workers chris these guys bring a lot of validity to to Monday Night Raw. I mean, they're they're fantastic. Uh, again, these are two that I could watch every week and be fine with it. E- even though we all know watching this, we know AJ Styles is going to win, but that doesn't take away from it. It doesn't 
it doesn't make me say, well, I don't want to watch it because I know who's going to win because you don't know what's going to happen during the match. Um, and it, it was, it was just incredible. And, uh, you know, AJ always is always going to have a good match. I've never seen a bad AJ Styles match. Um, even, even the match at WrestleMania that a lot of people didn't like with, with Randy Orton, it oh. was very good. Uh, he just, you know, they just didn't get a lot of cred because it's not his normal jump around type of match, but it was very good. But it was great to see Cedric Alexander again. And I don't know, did, did his pants have like the uh, Panther from the Black Panther Marvel on it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't even notice that. It, it kind of looked like that. And I was like, if so, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he could be a superhero too. We could have two on one show, right? That's cool. <laughs> I'm down with it. And they can start in, in an Avengers faction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that seems perfectly legal. We'll we'll uh we'll do that, yeah. Because well Ricochet was Nightwing from DC Comics, so I don't know how that'll work, but it doesn't matter. Uh Street Profits were in the back and they said, Hey, everyone's wondering we're, we're gonna be, you know, be seen in the ring. And my wife goes, Yes, we've been waiting for you guys to wrestle for forever. Please get in the ring. And they said, This Wednesday on <laughs> NXT, because yes. we are in X. And I'm like, that's really cool. You've been on Raw for like two months, so like, either leave or wrestle. But whatever. I love the Street Profits. So again, not a knock on them. It's just their backstage segments seem pointless to me. Absolutely love them on NXT, and I hope they stay on NXT. To be honest with you, because NXT needs star power, uh, especially going up against AEW, and these guys are star power. Uh, make sure in a couple days to listen to the NXT review with none other than their Wrestle Life heel family. So That's right. Hashtag heel family. Hashtag heel family. Uh, <laughs> and I, I do apologize. I did say earlier that AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander had match of the night. I do believe that I was mistaken because Lacey Evans and Natalia. Oh, Jesus. I'm just joking. <laughs> I can't even finish that. They wrestled for three and a half minutes. It was not good. Three and, and a half minutes too long. <laughs> and like, okay, so here, here's the thing, right? We talk a lot about wanting women to have storylines that right. aren't just over titles, right? Because really they they have two going on and that's the Raw Women's Championship and SmackDown Women's Championship because God forbid they do anything with the Women's Tag Team Championship, right? Mm. But what was this? Like, what was this last month? This is some of the poorest booking, and this is WWE, some of the poorest booking I have ever seen the entire company, they're like, we're going to have one win. We're going to have another win. Oh, Lacey's going to win a match with a sharpshooter. Natalia's going to look angry and cut a bad promo. <laughs> we're going to blow it off with Lacey winning in three minutes. It was so stupid. And, like, I don't want to talk a lot about this, but I feel like we need to. Chris, what did you think? Okay, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, and I'm going to be very honest with the listeners. I fell asleep during this match. <laughs> <laughs> That's how into this match I was. I, was. Um, oh I had I, I had to go back and, and watch it. Um, <laughs> and, and it was just as bad. And I wish I hadn't watched it. Like, mm. and we've talked about this before. Like Lacey Evans and Natalia, a couple of weeks ago, they had a really good match. Yeah. And, and I, and I felt stupid for saying it at the time. Cause I was like, you know what? I mean, I think these guys, ha- these ladies have some, some, you know, some good, uh, some good matches in them. Well, they, they might've, if, if they actually had a storyline that wasn't garbage. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, honestly, I think these two could have a good feud, but WWE is just letting it just go straight to garbage. Yeah. 
it's just yeah. Ugh. What did you think, Rain? See, I I love both uh, Lacey Evans and Natalia. However, I don't like them working together or working mm-hmm. against each other. I just they just don't gel together for me. I mean, this whole storyline, like you guys talked about, I just don't get it. No. It's just, it, I don't know. I'm not buying it. I mean, the match, I mean, I watched it. Um, I love how Lacey, I mean, I like how she wrestles. I think she's really good in the ring. And so is Natalia too. But but again, I just don't, I don't know. They, they don't have that ring magic for me. And I think that they could have, you know, because if you want, you know, it was all over social media, Lacey Evans and the um, Canadian state trooper video which was awesome why not like why not do that u.s versus canada thing like why not have a yeah. miss usa i used to be a marine fight the you know pride and joy of of canada like why not play this out for what it could be instead of just letting it sizzle to what it is well they'd have to do a double turn to do that because basically all their shows are in the u.s so, so I don't know how a, a, a heel USA, pro USA, Lacey Evans would go over in the United States of America, but you never know. I guess it just kind of depends on how they play her character. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do it if they did it right. Yeah. But I don't but, trust the writers right now anyway. So. I mean, what do you, you can't think of them. To, you can't oh, what am I doing thinking about that? <laughs> how dare we expect a lot of out of a billion dollar company with right. 30 writers on their staff. Oh, man. Uh, we go backstage, and Paul Heyman is amazing. He's just so good, man. He's just so good. And he says, you know what? You know who's to blame for this? Vincent Kennedy McMahon <laughs> is to blame for what happened today. Because what do you expect of an animal like Brock Lesnar? And, and he put over Lesnar so, so good. He said, how dare he You know, expect Lesnar to come and be on a show when it's fight week? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was just incredible. Paul Heyman's great. If you guys haven't watched it, please go back, check it out. We moved to Maria Canellis in the back and why? Back having why? And, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then she's like, and uh, the the blonde, I can't remember her name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Sarah, it's not Kayla. It's not Charlie. Sarah Schreiber. Sarah, there you go. Yeah. And Sarah's like, yeah, she's like, oh, so Rusev is the father of your baby, which we already had confirmed a few weeks ago that it's not, was just like a blow off sentence by the by Corey Graves. And Maria's like, no, why would you think that? And I thought, it's because you said it. That's why we all think it. We moved on from that. She walks along <laughs> and Sasha Banks immediately comes up and cuts a pretty freaking good promo. Yes. And it, it was it was really enjoyable. And Sasha and Becky can both cut great promos. And I'm not gonna let you guys, I hate it when they extend uh, they extend feuds just for the sake of extending them. And I hate to say this. I kind of hope we have a screwy finish because I really want this to go on. I'm having so much fun with Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. I really am. And I'd be okay for it to happen for another month. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this whole trash talk between Sasha and Becky because it seems like, you know, these two women, they have history together. It's like people got tired of the whole Charlotte and Becky. Right. And then now here comes Sasha and Becky and, 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 Man, they can. I can listen to these two women just do a trash talk, and then I can watch them, like all day, just like in a match. It's amazing because they know each other's strengths, yep. 
and they play well with it. And it's just amazing. And obviously with the fans, the fans are divided. It's not just, you know, fans booing right. Sasha, you know, or, or booing Becky. No, the fans are divided on this one. And I love it when it's like that because it's, it's good wrestling. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And Hill Sasha Banks is just so good. I know, Chris, you're a huge, huge fan. Yeah, we, uh, our family loves some, some Sasha, and I love mm-hmm. heel Sasha better than face Sasha. Um, and and I I kind of marked a little bit because I was like, this was a great promo. Like, she, she doesn't always do the best promos. Uh, I'll admit it. Correct. She always performs in the ring. She's always, you know, making the match better. But it's not always the best on the mic. But mm-hmm. this one, she owned it. She did, and and I thought that I, it got me more excited for the match this this uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm super stoked, man. I mean, it's one of the matches I'm really looking forward to the most. So then we go like we cut backstage and we see a limo pulling up, and they're like the the commentators say, "Oh, who's showing up at Raw at this hour?" And it's like 15 minutes till the show's over. We go to Seth Rollins versus Rusev. If you, guys, if you guys saw it, I know you've been waiting an hour for us to talk about this. So we're going to go into it a little bit. I know we, we've already had a long show, but we, I really want to delve into this. So Rusev and Rollins are wrestling for 10 minutes-ish, right? Solid match, man. They, they good match. Good one. And I know, I know, I always complain about Seth Rollins because he's a giant dork, but he <laughs> does always deliver in the ring. I, I really do like Seth Rollins in the ring. I just never want to see him hold a microphone in his hand. They wrestle for like 10 minutes, and then somehow Seth Rollins gets thrown out of the ring. Bobby Lashley's music hits. I'm like, all right. Before, you, is- get, before you get into this, okay. which which I know it, it, we're, before we dive into the crap pool that we're about to dive into. Okay, let's do it. Can, can we talk about how Randy Orton and Baron Corbin are like just standing there watching them fight? Yeah, why yeah, were they well, there? I guess because they're team it was yeah, well, weird. And, and the two Team Hogan guys were wrestling each other. That's the only thing I can think about. But it was just, it was awkward. Yeah, it was really strange. Like, it, it, you know, like, like, like they're making their entrances and they're just standing there like they're not going to fight. Like they're just, yeah. staring, like just staring at each other. Yep. Like, I, I just, I didn't get it. It was weird. Yeah, it was super weird. But a lot of things were weird about the segment. Like when Bobby Lashley came out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Thank All you right. for and so it's gloves like, on. <laughs> I'm like, this is so strange. What? Why is Bobby Lashley out here? Is he wrestling Rusev, who's now obviously a face because he's on Team Hogan, even though he was clearly a heel a couple weeks back, and no one wanted that, and everyone wants Rusev Day. So Bobby Lashley, like, then motions toward the entrance way, and nothing. I mean, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the second time, nothing. And I'm like, all right, who is missing this cue here? He does it a third time. And Lana's music hits. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird. So Lana comes out and she holds Bobby Lashley's hand. And I'm like, all right, we just did this with Dolph Ziggler. But that did not work at all. But let's try it again. Why not, right? This is definitely going to get Rusev over. So (laughs) I don't even know how to explain this, but I'm going to do my best. So they basically started making out for like, and I'm not exaggerating, guys. Y'all tell me if I'm lying. Like, 60 seconds. I mean, just hardcore making out. And Kyle sends us a text and said, does this count as the second live sex celebration on WWE? 
And I said, no, it doesn't, but it's almost close. I mean, it was it was super awkward, man. And like it's no edge, it's no edge in Lita, I mean, but you know. So weird. And like they obviously, you know, their Lana's real life husband is watching this. So they're obviously pretty mm-hmm. stinking uncomfortable. So like Bobby Lashley's watching where he's putting his hands and they're the, the just strange kisses were like, they don't really want to go into it, but they're going to, they, they need to commit to it. I, I just, I, ugh. and this didn't end the segment by the way, which we'll get into the end later, but it was so weird. I don't know what to say about it. Chris, help me out, please. I, I, there's nothing to help. This was the most disgusting thing. I was ugh. like, what is going? Why are they doing this again? And and how come Lana just makes out with all these dudes and and Ru- Rusev's just like Let, I'll just take her back, you know, like so weird. because that's what a real dude would do, right? So weird, especially when you're supposed to be the Bulgarian brute. Yep. Come on, man. It was it was so uncomfortable. It was more uncomfortable than drunk Ric Flair earlier in the night. Like, and then and then and then. Randy Orton and Baron Corbin are sitting there like like sixteen year old boys, like they're making out. <laughs> like, what the heck is happening? All I could think was she is such a slut. That's all I could think. Of. <laughs> oh my gosh, Randy! I don't know if you guys help. noticed, but um. Bobby Lashley actually uh, gestured for like the Universal title. I think oh, the first time he came out, I think. Oh no, no, I want to say the first time that he, um, yeah, he came out. He gestured for the title, and I was like, "Oh, so I guess he's after Seth Rollins here." And yeah. then he gestured you know, oh, for someone to come out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I was confused when Lana came out because I was like, "Well, I thought he was after the Universal Title here." Yeah, makes no sense. No, he okay. just meant something a little dirty, apparently. I just, I don't get oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole segment was so disgusting. It took away from what could have been a really awesome go home raw segment. Mm-hmm. Because as they're making out, like it's happening on the ramp, people are making out, and Rusev's sitting there like a sad Doberman puppy, just just watching it, just staring at it. I'm like, what are you doing? Go destroy the man! I mean, he's not even like charging after him. Like, get no. your hands off my wife! Like, I, uh, what? It made him look so stupid. And then, and the lights go out. And some more lights go out. And then we go to black. And I'm like, okay, which one is he attacking? Because there's like seven guys out there at this point. Mm -hmm. And you see the fiend with his hand in Seth Rollins' mouth, which is good. Because Seth Rollins can't talk. So it's perfect. So that's how they finish Raw. And I'm like, okay, that would have been really cool. But as I'm watching this, at no point was I like every other time every other time the fiend came out, I'm going, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so cool. I can't wait to see the fiend. What I'm thinking of is this is disgusting. I just sat here and watched these people make out for a freaking <laughs> minute and a half, and now here comes the giant murder clown. Like none of this makes any sense. It was the dumbest segment I've seen in a long, long time. And they absolutely ruined the go home for the fiend, and I was kind of upset about it. Am I wrong? Please tell me I'm wrong, Chris. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> this, this, like, I, th- I thought this was TV PG. Like, what happened? Because uh, we just fourteen, we, so they have to. We just went from we just went from a woman cheating on her husband, right, 
to yep. to mm-hmm. to a murderer trying to choke out somebody. Like yeah, that's the second murder of the night. Brock Lesnar killed Dominic earlier. Well, don't forget about the poor rabbit. <laughs> rabbit died. He, kind of he died too. Which which Rain which Rain pointed out. It's Seth Rollins. He's going to die. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, I Rain. was waiting for the lights to turn back on and to see if Bobby Lashley and Lana were still making out. <laughs> <laughs> now, at that point, they're doing more than just making out. <laughs> I just, oh. oh, family show, Chris. Come on. Dude, I really thought, I thought when Lashley came out, I thought he was, like, joining Team Flair. Like, I thought that that's yeah. what was yeah. happening, you know? Which makes sense. He probably still will. But instead, it's, come, I'm going to, yeah, never, let's move on. <laughs> it was so weird. I just, I, I don't know. All right, Rain, ladies first. Please tell me if you were to grade this amazing but terrible show, and I don't know, <laughs> gosh, what what would you grade this show? Man, I'm just going to grade it because, oh, this is going to be my grade because this is my first time here on this amazing okay. podcast. Uh, I'm going to do A minus, you know, because okay. I want it to be like still an A, but, you know, it's not really that great. So it's A minus. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that you you really enjoyed all the all the pyro, and so you're you're giving it an extra letter grade because the pyro was so good. Yes, I love the pyro. The presentation. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and the set, and the set, and the set. Yeah. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of things that were good, though. I mean, uh, again, like going back to how the show started, I thought it was amazing. I thought yeah. it was like, you know, it was. It was a great statement to start the show or the season yeah. premiere like that. Um, obviously, I think the pressure was high for, you know, for the people behind the scenes as well, because, you know, all eyes were on Monday Night Raw last night. Yeah. Again, there were things that I that were so awkward, like the whole Ric Flair and Hogan talking to each other or the drunk Flair that you guys were talking about. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag drunk Flair. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Woo. Um, and again, with, uh, <laughs> that's a, my drunk woo. By the way, that's it. That's it. <laughs> woo. <laughs> um, and then with the show ending, then yeah, I I'm with you guys on that one. It was it was it, I didn't get like a really great ending to the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Like the whole like Randy Orton and um, Baron Corbin just watching the match and then just watching these two make out like kids. I mean, come on. Yes. And it's just so it's weird. So but um, yeah, I'm just going to give it a minus just because you know, this is my first time in the show. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to be nice right now. You know, I'm not in a you're, full on heel yet. You're being nice. very nice. <laughs> My wife does the same thing. So my wife's a teacher, and she she is also often very kind in her in her grading. I have a feeling we're going to have a little drop off here, Chris. Why don't you tell me your grade for WWE Raw? You know, Rain, I thought that was very good insight, and you're being very very nice and sweet to the fact that this show was bad. <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to say, I, I thought like the beginning. So a lot was built up for tonight. You know, I mean, this was supposed to be the season premiere. So you would think that they would have, like, the best foot forward. We're going to give you our best content because this this may start 
a, a new breed of people mm-hmm. watching wrestling. I mean, think about it. They've been pushing this whole week, like on all during football Sunday, all I saw was Raw and SmackDown commercials, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like they were pushing this week and pushing this week, and this is the best you can give us? Because the beginning sucked. Okay, I know y'all liked it, and you're you're allowed to like it, okay? But it was bad. Like, if I've never watched wrestling before and I turn this on, I'm like, I'm not watching this. This is crap. Why do I want to watch someone who's like four foot nothing, him and his son get beat up by this bully who clearly is going off on roid rage right now? Like, something. This Neandra, this Neanderthal is murdering a man and his son, and there's something wrong with that. So that sucked. Sasha and Alexa was just rushed, and I feel like that could be a fantastic match. The The tag team match was was good. I mean, obviously, we talked about that. It was very, very good. Drunk Flair was awkward. The, uh, woo, woo. The, uh, the Cesaro-Ricochet match was great, and they should have been given way more time, even though he was wearing uh, Natalia's pants the whole time. Um, the Bray Wyatt thing was great. The uh, And really, the AJ Styles-Cedric Alexander match really carried the show for me. And then the ending was just weird. It was awkward. It was gross. This is going to be the worst grade I've ever given Raw. Oh, gosh. It's getting a D. Oh my gosh. That is not what I, Oh man. That's the worst. That's the worst grade I've ever given. And I've been so nice to raw lately. Oh man. I was so disappointed. Wow. Well, I'm going to be the voice of reason here. Cause I'm going to be pretty, pretty close to the middle of you guys. And let me tell you why. So as I've said many, many, many times, if there's good wrestling on a show, I can overlook all the other weird stuff. And three of the, Seven, yeah, three of the seven matches on the show were really good. AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander, absolute banger. Ricochet, everyone's favorite Irish wrestler. And Cesaro, really solid. And then the tag team championship matches were really good. Then we had a pretty terrible women's title match, which I was really looking forward to, so that was disappointing. The other tag match was okay. Lacey and Natalia was pretty bad, and then nothing happened in the main event. I mean, it was just thrown out. But... There's so many cringeworthy things. Like, when do you cringe watching wrestling? If, if their goal now is to bring in teenagers, then you don't need to make people uncomfortable. So let's have a really <laughs> uncomfortable makeout session and let's have drunk dad up there talking about this. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This show was super flipping weird, but AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander give it an almost an entire letter grade up than what it probably really should be. I'm going to say B minus because other than the 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 really long Flair and Hogan segment and then the very end, I don't I wasn't really bored at any point. Even in Lacey Evans and Natalia, they just got through it after three minutes. It was fine. So I wasn't really bored, and I don't think it's fair to give a really bad grade to a show that I didn't didn't hate. So yeah, that that is our grades. I don't think we I, we've ever had three people on the show that have had such drastic different grades, yeah. and that is uh, that, that's the first Wrestle Life Radio episode thirty three, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us all on Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow my cousin and good friend, Kyle Pauly, at Kyle.Pauly on Instagram. And Chris, they can find you on Twitter and Instagram at... Twitter, I am WrestleLifeHeel. So good. 
on uh, Instagram. I'm Chris.Cumby. And I am Russell Life Matt on basically everything. Rain, thank you so much for coming on. We have to have you on again. This was yes. an absolute blast. Thank you guys for having me. This is amazing. Rain, Absolutely. Rain, you rock. Yeah, we're really looking forward to next time. Please tell us how we can find you. I know you have your own YouTube channel and Instagram. And if you have any other social media, this is a great time to plug it. Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram and YouTube at WWE What If and on Twitter at WWE underscore What If. That is future WWE manager Rain. One more time, Rain. Thank you for coming <laughs> on. We really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 33, Russell Life Radio. We really appreciate you. This week's going to be absolutely insane. We've got four more shows coming up this week. Make sure to tune in. Tell your friends. Like, share, subscribe. We appreciate you. Have a great one. Ooh.